and then we're going to uh, turn to, so you can turn real quick to Psalm 115, and we will just be looking at the first verse. I know we're only doing one verse today, uh, but we're going to finish, finish all of Psalm 115 next week then. Uh, but Psalm 115, this is, this is the word of the Lord. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Let's pray. God, thank you that it's not to us that we are like mirrors, Lord, that all we do, all we can do is reflect. So, Lord Jesus, may we behold you in all your splendor this morning. And may we just reflect and radiate the beauty and the testimony of your kindness in our lives. Help us, we pray now. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I love this psalm. Uh, I won't spend a ton of time talking about it because I will next week as well. Um, But this psalm has been used over and over and over and over again in church history. Uh, I'll give you one incident today because I think it's just very telling. Uh, There was a guy named William Wilberforce. If you know who William Wilberforce was, he was, one, he was known as an abolitionist, meaning that he was against slavery in a time in Great Britain when slaves were very common. And William Wilberforce, I think he, was, he stood about five foot three, and, but he was, he was a powerful man in the word. And he labored, I think he labored, I want to say like 60 years, 60, 70 years in parliament trying to convince them, we need to get rid of the slave trade. And the day, he was, I think he was 86, 80, 86, 80, 83, something like that, one of those two. He was in his 80s. When the, when the, uh, when the um, abolitionists passed and they outlawed slavery, and he went back to his room, you wonder, like, what would you, what would you do after 70 years of your whole life's commitment? It comes to pass. This is what he comes back to his room and utters. Not to us, O Lord. Not to us. But to your name, give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. So he doesn't say, oh, Lord, look, Lord, look at what I did. He comes and he says, I didn't do anything. You did it all, Lord. And once a year, my desire is for us to consider, what, and, and the Bible even tells us in other places, it's to consider all that God has done this year. And not only to consider all that God has done this year, but to consider all that he's done, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Psalm 90 says this. We just read it this morning. Psalm 90 says this. He says, you return man to the dust. And you say, return, O children of man, for a thousand years is in your sight, or but, but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. I don't know if you've ever considered, but in 1,200 months from now, you won't exist 1,200 months from now, you won't exist, and no one will likely remember your name. You need to remember that every day. 
You need to look in a mirror and remind yourself, 1,200 months from now, my great-great-grandchildren, if the Lord would give them to me, likely won't even know who I was. Life is a vapor, brothers and sisters. And, and when we come up here, what, what I'm asking us to do today is, is give testimony of all that God has done, that for, for thousands of generations they may remember all that He's done. He goes on in, in Psalm 90, he says, the years of our life are 70 or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. So that's part of why I do this every year. I think it's really healthy and helpful for us to look back as Christians and say, Thank you, Lord. Not to us. Not to us, but to your name give glory. Now, the context of Psalm 115, if you turn there and are looking at it, it's really challenging to nail down. Some people would say, well, Psalm 115 was what they would sing, actually, after a victory. Could be. We're really not sure. Now, notice, if you jump down to verse 2 in 115, it sounds like the nations are saying... Where is their God? Notice what they're saying in verse 2 and 3. Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. So it's possible Psalm 115 is read after a victory. But it's also, it's also possible that Psalm 115 was not read after a victory. It's possible that Psalm 115 was actually read after defeats. Not to us, O Lord. Not to us, but to your name give glory. So here's my point for today. This is all I want us to see. In every season, situation, and circumstance. So, so this is for 2023. This is also for 2024. In every season, situation, and circumstance, our cry of victory is not to us, but to your name give glory. In every season, every situation, every circumstance, our cry of victory is that of a mirror. May we not reflect inwardly, but may we reflect outwardly all that God has done. Now he begins, Psalm 115 begins with praise, and it ends with praise. We'll look at it more particularly next week. But I think the CSB actually puts it really helpfully. If you notice, just just another translation, Psalm 115, 1 says, Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory because of your faithful love, because of your truth. It is actually God's promises that help motivate him to give glory to God. Think about it like this. We give glory to God partially because he has redeemed us. Listen to what Jesus says. Because of his faithful, covenantal love, that is why we give glory back to him, because he's worthy of it. Jesus says in John 6, All that the Father gives me will come to me. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Now, I'm going way over. I said this would be a short sermon, so I need to scoot along. Um, But mankind, I'll put it to you like this. Mankind is kind of like a mirror. In Genesis 1, 27, we are told that man was made in the image of God. Meaning that mankind, every person, every, your neighbor, your friend, you, you are made to reflect something. We're all made to reflect. We have no choice, actually, in the matter. There is not one person who can ever say, well, not me, I'm, I'm a self-made man. I don't get to reflect things. No, no, no. We all are reflectors. 
And the difference that Psalm 115 is drawing out here is actually, the, is the, the question is, what are you reflecting? And, and we'll see next week, we'll look a little more. Verse 8, notice what he says. We reflect often, since the fall, since the Garden of Eden, we actually reflect wrong things. And this is the temptation that, the, that humanity makes idols. And in verse 8, we see those who make them, that is idols, become like them. So do all who trust in them. But the hope of the gospel, if you, to, put it, to put it very simply, what happened in the Garden of Eden was like all of us are mirrors. It's like all the mirrors have been shattered. And they're all broken and they're all reflecting all sorts of things. But God in his mercy actually rejoins the mirrors and then orients them toward himself, rightly, which is how it's always meant to be. He restores the broken mirrors and orients them toward the one who's worthy of worship. Colossians 1, 15 says, He is the image of God, the invisible, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Or 2 Corinthians 4, 4, I quote this all the time. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Jesus has imaged the Father perfectly, unlike me and you. And the good news for us is that he remakes the mirrors that have been ruined in this world. So that means that me and you, when we've been remade in the image of Christ, begin to be oriented correctly. We begin to reflect his character. I'm going to skip a little bit and jump down to what I want you to see today. Here's what I want us to see. As we think about today, this is what I want us to see. We should glory, brothers and sisters. We should glory in the gospel. We should glory in the Son of God because the Father so delights in Him in the Spirit. We should glory in the Father through the Spirit by the Son. And we should boast in the great redemption that God has done. And here's what that sounds like. I want to give us six ways of what it sounds like. Here here they are. Here's the first. Not to us. But to your name, O Lord, in our victories. Here's here's the six ways. The first one is in our victories. It's not to us, O Lord. It's not to us, but to your name give glory. You know, the Christian is the only one who can win and not win. It's it's possible for the Christian to win. For example, the Christian businessman can have a great year, and he never goes home and looks in the mirror and says, you did great this year. He goes home and he says, thank you, Lord. Nobody else, no other person on earth can say this. Only the Christian is able to say, I had a great, I had a great fill in the blank. My children are great. We don't go and look in the mirror and say, well, Lord, I've done pretty well this year. No, we say, thank you. Thank you. Every good, to hear James, James 1.7, we could look at another place in James, but let me just give you one place. James 1.7, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, from whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So even in our victories, we say not to us. All right, that's, that's the first. Here's the second. It's not to us, but to your name in our defeats. The Christian is also the only one who can lose and win at the same time. It is not possible for anyone else on earth to lose and win at the same time. 
It is only possible for the Christian to lose, but in reality, win. Listen to what Paul says in another place. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10, he says this, But we have this treasure, which is Christ, in jars of clay, which are our bodies. And he says, to show that the surpassing power belongs to who? To God, not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not driven to despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. You know, we don't, we don't think about this. I've always, here's, a good, here's a good just theological thing to think about. We don't think about this in America, but we should have theology that works everywhere around the world. And we don't deal with being struck down very often. I know I don't. But our brothers and sisters on a daily basis around the world are struck down. And our confidence week after week after week after week is we're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Even even though we're struck down, notice what he goes on to say in verse 10, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested. The Christian life is not about victory necessarily in this life. It may actually only be defeat. And in that is our victory. That's, that's how the Christian life works. So it's not to us in our victories, not to us in our defeats. Let me give you a third. Not to us in our life. Not to us, but to your name in our life. And you may wonder, well, of course, Daniel, but I want you to see it from Scripture. This is what Paul says in another place. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which shall I choose, I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. So even our life is meant to be not to us, but to your name, O Lord. So it's not to us in our life. It's also not to us in our death. Now, 2023... Let me me get there in a second. Not to us, but to your name in our death. 2023, if you know for our church, was a very somber year. I think it was. We had two saints go home to be with the Lord this year, if you remember. Peggy Ryden, if you remember. Many many of you, maybe you have maybe not even met Peggy, but Peggy was a part of this church. She'd been a part of this church for, I'm going to get the years wrong, but a long time. She'd been a part of this church for a long time. And the Lord had brought her home, took her home, I'll give you another one that was a really big surprise for us, was Joe Ellen. And I can say personally, I don't think I've really even processed that. But it's not to us, but to your name, even in our death. You know, we, we look around at one another, and this is what's called, the theologians have called, the church militant. Meaning, this is the church still in battle. We look at one another, and we see we're still the church in battle. But there's another truth we hold as Christians as well. This that one day the church will be the church triumphant. And we've watched two saints this year go home to be with the Lord. And that's triumph. We're the only people, we're the only people on earth who can look at death and say, life. And it's not because of me and you. We grieve, we mourn, we cry, we weep, but we don't weep without hope. Again, Paul, same place, same place, same chapter, different verse. 
For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Same, same book, different chapter. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So even for Paul, he's saying, not to us, but to your name, even in our death. I want to go further. So that not to, not to us in our victories, not to us in our defeats, not to us in our life, not to us in our death, not to us also in our worship. Not to us, but to your name in our worship. Listen to what he says in another place. Romans 12, 1, Paul says, I appeal to you, brother, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. So notice what they're doing. They're a living sacrifice. Unlike the sacrifices of the Old Testament that were one time they had died, no, me and you is a constant giving over. To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. You know, we'll talk about this more next week, but the wonder of Christianity is that when we give away our life, God gives it back. God actually not only gives it back, He takes the corpse of what it was and he resurrects it and then gives it back. So it's not to us, also in our worship. And then finally, this is where I want to land with our testimonies. It's not to us, but to your name in our testimonies. Now, I know I've talked to all of you and I know we talk about testimonies a lot. And we, everyone knows in this room that when you hear a testimony that is like, look at how great I am. It's like hearing nails on a chalkboard. We all are like, we don't like hearing that. But even in our testimonies, brothers and sisters, when we speak of what God has done, we declare His glory. And we have to be careful because we are prone. Notice even in verse 1 again. Have you ever wondered why, why He says it twice? Not to us, O Lord. Not to us. It's, it's a reminder, at least to me, every time I say it, that twice, I need to hear it twice. Actually, you could probably put it in there like four times, because my, I am prone to diminish God's glory and to try to steal it for myself. So he puts it there twice, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. And, and we see in other places that our testimonies are actually used, God uses our testimonies to declare his victory. Revelation 12, 11, we could look at all these other places a hundred different ways, but we don't have time for that this morning. And they had conquered him, that is the evil one, that is Satan, the dragon that's cast down. They conquered him by what? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love their lives even unto death. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to turn now, and I want us to give testimony. I'm going to open up uh, our time just to share.